Good morning, church. This morning we are finishing chapter, Hebrews chapter 4, and then starting chapter 5. And so if you have your Bible, or your phone with the mobile app, you can open it up, go to Hebrews chapter 4, and I'm starting at verse 14. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And then beginning of chapter 5. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to, uh, to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And this is the word of the Lord. Welcome, everybody. Welcome those who are here for the first time. And I just want to make a briefly announcement. As parents, if you haven't taken the devotional from last week, you should take the devotional for this, this week. I, I really, really enjoy doing this devotional with my daughters and was a really, really uh, uh, blessed as, you know, after supper, talking about every day of creation and discussing with them. So in order to, you know, put the Word of God in the hearts of our kids, we need to work very intentionally, and we have this beautiful resource a uh, beautiful devotional that you can use to have a time with your family uh, coming into the Word of God. So with that parenthesis, let's start this morning with a word of prayer. Amen. Oh Lord, we come before you this morning. Um, so grateful that you have given us your Word which is for our edification, is for our correction, uh, and you gave it for our training in righteousness. You gave it to understand the way of salvation, with, which is 
through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. By your spirit, we pray this morning that you will make your word do all these things for us by faith. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Many years ago, a group of doctors and nurses came to uh, came from the U.S. to El Salvador to give medical assistance uh, to people in poor areas of the country. Our church provided translators for them to communicate with the people. The translators became a very close person to the doctor and as they were the middle person between doctors and patients. Sometimes the translator had to leave, had to leave the clinic and find help to bring people who could not come on their own because the doctors were not were not allowed to leave the clinic for their own safety. In the Bible, something similar happened. The high priest's job was to bring people towards God, like these translators in El Salvador. In the Old Testament, when the priest entered the most holy place in the temple, the people that the priest represented drew, drew near to God through the priest. The priest represented them before God. And the reason why not everybody could come to the Holy of Holies in the temple, to the presence of God by themselves, was because God is holy. And our reality is that we are not. We are sick like the people in El Salvador. And therefore, we cannot come before God. And the Bible calls that sickness sin. So, in the Old Testament, God was so holy that when some people there to go before God on their own terms. They were consumed by God's holiness and died. So can you imagine the terror of the people when they heard God being in the tabernacle or being in the temple? So this is why the concept concept of a high priest was really, really important in the Old Testament. It was through the high priest that people had communion with God. Now, this concept is lost for many of us today. Why did people need a high priest then in the Old Testament? And why would we need it Today, many people today, including some Christians, tend to think far too little about God's holiness and far too much about their own rights. What do you mean that I need 
someone apart from myself to come before God? That is not fair. We should all have the right to approach God the way we want. It's our right, right? But the answer is respectfully, no. God has established the way for us to come before him. And this is why the high priest is introduced in the book of Hebrews. But because this concept of high priest is a little, a little bit unknown to us, we will start this morning reading chapter 5, verses 1 to 10 first, which we will find the qualities of the high priest in the Old Testament, and then we will understand how Jesus became our better high priest. And at the end, we are going to close reading the first four chapters that we will leave for now. There are chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. So, the first four verses of chapter 5, Hebrews gives us the qualities required to be a high priest. Imagine a boy in the Old Testament times asking, Daddy, what, I, what, what can I do to be a high priest? What would have the parent answered? Well... You want to find the answer? You need to read verses 1 to 4 of Hebrews 5. The first thing that the high priest, the first quality that the high priest need to have is that every high priest was selected among men, among their peers. They were not selected among the angels. The high priests were not selected among Spirits, the, the high priest was selected, was picked among their brothers. And that is the first quality we find in verse 1. If you read with me, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, it says, For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed, notice, Chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of man, men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. In other words, the high priests were humans like you and like me. They live with the same pressures and the same trials as everyone, as everybody else. Not everyone was able to come before God, only one. And this one became the representative. The, he became the high priest. And now that we know that he was selected among men, we need to understand what was his job description. And you notice there that the high priest was assigned to enter 
the Holy of Holies once a year to offer sacrifices for his sins, for the sins of his family, and the sins of the people he represented. I know that animal, sacrifice, animal sacrifices seems to us a little bit repulsive or grotesque. Still, this visual and, and horrendous sacrifice reminded people that someone needed to pay for sin. That was the whole purpose. That was the whole purpose of a sacrifice. Someone need to pay for sin. And it was messy. Can you imagine the smell? Can you, can you imagine the blood all, all over the altar? So everyone who come before God presented a sacrifice in behalf of their own sins. So, the first quality of a high priest is that he was selected among men. But the second quality of the high priest is that the high priest must deal gently with the people because they both were of the same human nature. Look with me in verse 2 of chapter 5 of Hebrews. It says, he, the high priest, can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself beset with weakness. In other words, he must act with sympathy towards the people. Don't you find, don't you find it easier to deal gently with people when we have had similar struggles? It's easier, right? That is the second quality of the high priest. Beset with weakness could be translated as clothed with weakness. Do you remember in the Old Testament that the high priest was clothed with white robes, precious stones in his chest, and gold in his in his head to perform his duties. That was the, the, the external appearance of the high priest. But Hebrews here is telling us that underneath all the priestly garments was a weak and sinful man. And that is why in verse 3, if you read it with me, it says, because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. The high priest was called to be a humble man who saw himself as a sinner in need of forgiveness like the rest of the people he represented. So the first thing is the priest 
was selected. The first quality is that the priest was selected among men. The second is the priest must deal gently with the people because both were of the same nature. But the third qualification for the high priest is that the high priest must be called by God. And that's what we read in verse 4. If you read it with me, it says, And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. This, mean, this meant that a high priest could not simply put his application for the position or put an announcement, as of March 21st of 2020, I am the high priest. No way. A high priest was called to that office by divine appointment. Sadly, by the time of the letter of the Hebrews, the high priest's appointment had gone south between the Old Testament and the, and, and the New Testament, there was a lot of corruption that attended the office of the, high, of the high priest to the point that some priests bribed their wave into this position. And the whole point here is that humans, the human nature, always corrupt God's design, God's way to come before God. But now that we have seen three qualifications to be a high priest, now that Hebrews has presented the qualification of the high priest, Hebrews is going to introduce us the qualifications of our high priest, Jesus. So, after reading the job description, let us see if Jesus fits the position. Read with me verse Five and six, and you will be amazed how the author of Hebrews introduces Jesus. Notice in verse four, it says, And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. And verse five says, So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest. I, I have been enjoying noticing these things. I am enjoying, actually, I'm enjoying the book of Hebrews, but this makes my heart like, I don't know, pump more blood. <laughs> it is amazing, the word of God. He's introducing now Jesus, our high priest that was appointed by God himself. That's what Jesus was saying in, in, the, in, the, in the gospel. I came not to receive glory for me. I came to give glory to the Father, and the Father then will glorify me. So, 
Also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, First, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. And the same God that says, you are my son, says in another place, and he says also in another place, you, you are priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The first thing we find here is that Jesus didn't appoint it, didn't appoint himself to the position of high priest. God appointed him. God appointed Jesus Christ to be our, our high priest with one big difference. Jesus is the priest and he is also the son of God. And not only that, if you notice there, it's, it, he is not a temporary priest like all the earthly priests. It says that he is a high priest forever. And therefore, Jesus is superior to any of the priests in the Old Testament. Because all of them died. But Jesus died and was resurrected by God to be our representative forever. Forever. The second thing that we are seeing here as the high priest dealt gently with the people because of his human condition. Do you remember? In the Old Testament, Jesus also sympathizes with our weakness because he also is human like you and like me. Notice what Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 says. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Hebrews is talking us, he, taking us here to the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus sweats drops of blood and pray, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. But listen to the prayer of Jesus. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So God did answer Jesus' prayer. Not my will, not my will, but yours. God's answer to Jesus was this. Son, you need to pay for the sins, sins of the world. So then you can represent 
Marvin. So then you, Jesus, can represent all humanity. That's what it says. So he was heard because of his preference. God did answer his prayer. Not my will, but yours. Notice what Hebrews is telling us here. His humanity. His suffering. His frailty like one of us. He felt the loneliness of praying by himself while the disciples slept. He suffered his friend's betrayal. Jesus understands the meaning of taking the cross and doing the will of God. Now these, I look your face very serious, but this is a great encouragement for you and for me. Jesus understands what you are experiencing right now. I don't know what you are experiencing right now. I don't know what is your fear. I don't know what is your discouragement. But Jesus, one of us, he understands. And therefore, he can represent us as our high priest. Notice what says in verses 8 to 10. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God. Again, he is repeating this big truth. He was designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. When we read that Jesus was made perfect through suffering, this does not suggest that Jesus was imperfect and later he became perfect. No, because Jesus was God. What it says, what it means is that he was the perfect match for each challenge. The founder of our salvation was the perfect match for each challenge that he experienced, for each temptation. He was the champion. And therefore, he passed the test of temptation, he passed the test of suffering, and he can perfectly represent you. Because he has experienced everything that humans has experienced. So, with this understanding of the qualification of the high priest in the Old Testament and 
how Jesus is our better high priest forever, we can go back and read the first verses in our scripture for today. If you go with me to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16, notice what it says there. Since then, we have a high, a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Notice that Jesus does not pass through the holy of holies in the temple. He passed through the heavens directly to God. So then he is superior to the earthly priest. It's not in an earthly temple. He passed through the heavens. And then he says, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Notice Jesus is his earthly name. His human name is Jesus. But then it says the Son of God. Both talks about his humanity and talks about his divinity. So Jesus, the Son of God, and therefore he says, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, these are the conclu conclusion of that passage. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive what? Mercy. And find grace to help in time of need. Since we have a high priest who sympathizes with us in our sin problem, who understands the meaning of being human, how should we respond to God? And there in those verses, there are two things. First, if you have believed, believed that Jesus is your high priest, hold fast to that confession and do not doubt. Hold fast to the Jesus you find in this book and do not doubt. Last week, Anna Patricia texted me a Bible verse that had come to her mind while we struggled with a few difficult situations. And after she sent me the Bible passage, she wrote this. It is so good to memorize God's word because it comes right on time 
when we need it and produces faith. This is, my friends, to hold fast to our confession by using up what we believe about the riches of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his forgiveness for all of us and his representation for all of us before God the Father as the scriptures has been telling us since Genesis till Revelation. Let us hold fast. But the second thing, the second application comes from verse 16. We are commanded to draw near to the Lord with confidence. Even though we are naked before God and nothing can be hidden from Him, we can approach God in prayer in the name of Jesus today with complete confidence because our prayers are heard in heaven. Even though we are sinners, we don't need the aid of any other priest or mediator beside, besides Jesus Christ to approach the Lord. So therefore, we draw near to the Lord with confidence. And how we do this is through prayer. We need to be people of prayer. We need to be a church of prayer. That is how we draw near to him with confidence. Knowing that at the end it's going to be his will, not ours. But we can ask with confidence. We can approach the throne of God with confidence because we have Jesus who is there representing us, interceding for us before God the Father. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens in Jesus Christ. We thank you that we can draw near to the throne of grace with confidence. Because of Jesus, we have forgiveness. And we are clean of our sins. And therefore, we have a complete access to our Heavenly Father, who is in heaven, who listens, who pay attention to the prayers, 
of his people. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ. Amen.